Hey, welcome to the Be Great New Zealand podcast. You are an amazing human with an incredible life in front of you. And today I'm going to give you a couple of quick, encouraging and inspirational thoughts and ideas on how to have a great life. Don't just be good, be great. Hey everybody, welcome back to Be Great. I'm Ferg and I'm excited to be able to get back into the Be The Dad series number 10, which is Be The Wins and Lessons Disciplined Dad. There's been a wee bit of a break for me. Uh, We've just had the birth of our fifth child and that has definitely been a shock to the system. I thought, you know, maybe I'm going to be able to keep doing these on the way through, but there was a Nintendo advert in the 1990s where this dude got hit in the face with a fish. I don't know what on earth that had to do with the Nintendo advert. But uh, it definitely has felt a little bit like being hit in the face with a fish. But a good fish, you know, a fish that you wanted. A yummy fish, like a blue cod, like a battered blue cod, not a cold, wet, um, slimy fish. So, anyway, that's good. Got a bit of an opportunity. So let's look at number 10 of Be The Dad, Be The Wins and Lessons, Discipline Dad. This one is all about discipline. So, let's put the L plates on our kids and help them develop the character self-discipline and confidence that they need to tackle this world. The root words of discipline and disciple are the same. In Latin, are you ready? Discipulus, which means learner. The Latin word disciplina means instruction or knowledge. Well, definitely not what I would have thought when I've started looking this up. What does discipline mean? And just one word, training. And that's what this chapter is about. Number 10 is all about training. How to train your child to be in charge of their actions, their character, and their emotions. It's learning the difference between punishment and consequences. To help out, I've got some really great practical tools to help you in your training that we're going to go over, which include a three-step guide to training the right behavior, eight great tools to change and train good behavior, and 10 ways to administer consequences well. And, of course, there's a whole lot of great practical keys to train and discipline your kids. So let's get into it. So what is the goal? Well, this is what I think the goal is. The goal is to produce a child who is self-governing and has self-control about knowing which action that they take will bring the best result for them and for those around them. Training your child who, even though they are tempted to do the wrong thing, will dig deep and have the inner strength and resolve to do the right thing. So... Put on the L plates. This is why discipline is more about learning than punishment. It's easy to think of discipline as punishment. And although punishment is a means to correct disobedience, the word discipline loses its power and its meaning if it's reduced to just this. Discipline is as much training right behavior as in correcting wrong behavior. Your child has got 16 to 18 years with their learner plates on And we as parents, we've got our parenting learner plates on over this time as well. Poor number one children. Moving on, realize that training behavior takes time. It takes months and years. Yikes. Training is not a one-off event. It is doing the same thing over and over until you have established a new pattern of behavior. This could be two days if you're really lucky, but more likely two weeks to two months until you have a noticeable change. But check this out. Know this. It's totally worth it. The hard yards you put in for the next month will have you experiencing better behavior for the rest of all of your years. So let's have a look at a three-step guide to training the right behavior. Number one, standards. Number two, training plan. And number three, rewards and consequences. So number one, 
What are your standards? Now, you've got to be prepared and you must be on the same page as your wife. Decide on your standards ahead of time as when they get tested, you're going to need to believe that they are worth the training and retraining to achieve and to stick it out for. Make sure that your expectations are realistic and achievable for the age and stage of life your kids are at. You can discover this by reading age group specific parenting books or, you know, talking to friends, people who have been there before. Here are some talking points to think about establishing standards for between you and your partner. Manners, listening and obeying the first time. (laughs) Screaming in public. How to treat others. Sharing, kind words, swearing, helping out and hitting, just to name a few key hot talking points. So then we move on to number two. What is the plan to train the right kind of behavior? Now, this is where you want to be really smart. The best sporting teams don't just turn up on game day and hope that it's all going to turn out right. They have a training plan and a game plan. If we train the right things in advance, we should get a winning result. This is exactly the same with parenting. You want to think ahead to the behavioral and character standards that you want your kids to achieve and then plan the journey of training them. Now, you have two ways to plan. Come up with your own plan or learn from others. Learning from others is an amazing way to start. The more parents you talk to, books, blogs, podcasts, videos you absorb, the more ready you will be. Bing bong. Okay, check out this example here. The Kindness of the Day Award, Training Kindness. We were having some issues with our older three acting selfishly. Being the first to get something, wanting the biggest piece of whatever it was, cake, A lot of me-mindedness. So we decided to have an award at the end of each day where each kid would be able to tell us what kind action they did. And so what we'd do is we'd write it up on the whiteboard and then I'd judge the kind act of the day. There would often be many winners with a piece of chocolate as the prize. Now to further help reinforce this, we started saying very frequently, treat others the way you want to be treated. If we found a conflict situation going on, we'd prompt the kids with it. Treat others. And they would finish off with us, for us, the way you want to be treated. Number three, what are the rewards or consequences? After doing the first two, you're going to have to, you're going to have found you've either arrived at either of these two destinations, administering a reward or the resulting consequence. Either the kid is learning and getting it, or the plan needs repeating or an adjustment made. And we often make adjustments. The goal with both of these is to reinforce good behavior and establish self-control. So plan ahead of time what the outcome will be. It took me about three or two and a half kids to learn this. And I just rush in with a consequence. Disastrous that I would then have to follow up. So number one, rewards. When your kids have done the right thing, make a really big deal of it. Wow, you've done so well. You did it. Give them a hug, a high five, a pat on the back, and then give them affirming words with eye contact. Get down on their level if you need to. You did so well. Thanks so much for listening. You are really good at this. Well done. I'm so proud of you. Now, if you're not normally exuberant like this, you might feel like this is kind of fake. But honestly, with these kids, they just absorb your beautifully powerful positive words. So don't even worry about it. Now, the other side, consequences and punishment. Oh, no. It didn't work out. Oh no, this is where you're going to have a premeditated plan of action. Don't just don't use consequences that will leave you trapped or that you can't follow through on. Knowing the consequences before the situation comes up avoids these traps. For example, I asked you to tidy up and because you didn't, A, on the spot punishment. 
You need to go to bed one hour early. Now, hold on. Now, you, <laughs> the parent who just spoke so, so quickly and so rashly, have to stop your normal family routine and put the kid in bed. Now, you're going to keep them there, and it's summer, and the light's streaming in the window, and there are still noises of the house going on. And possibly have them wake up at 4 to 5 the next morning because they went to sleep early. Not a great plan. B, premeditated consequence. Man, I struggle with this. You are going <laughs> you are going to be able to watch TV or read a book. But, oh no, you've used up all your time now. So you need to spend that TV time tidying up. So you definitely want to have a list of things that you can go to, predetermined consequences that you can go to. So before you make a request, think of what you will do if the child doesn't flow through, follow through. Now, eight great tools to change and train good behavior. Buckle your seatbelts. Let's look at, as a, look at them. Number one, work as a team. When mum and dad's standards are the same, you're in a powerful position to see behavior changed. Sit down and agree before time on what your standards will be. When you're in agreement, then you have twice as many people reinforcing behavior. Two instead of one. When you're out of agreement, it is totally confusing for the kids and also creates a good guy, bad guy scenario. Now, I would just say this. Do not set a standard until you can agree. And there's a great motto for family training. Who is in charge? What are the rules? And will they be enforced? You might say, hey, does this mean we've got to sit down and plan out every bad behavior that can possibly happen? Like, I think there's definitely this beautiful thing in parenting where the kid will do it two or three times just to gift you with an insight of what's coming up. So it'll probably happen a couple of times and then you'll say to your wife, to your partner, hey, Let's sit down, let's have a wee bit of a talk, because I'm starting to notice this behavior. So, get on the same page. Next, consistency. If you have set a standard, you need to follow it up. The standard gets enforced all the time. It never sleeps, it never rests. You must always reinforce the standard. If you've told the kids to not jump on the couch, don't turn a blind eye when you're tired. Getting the kids to do it the first time. The key is follow through. So, how many times do you want to ask your child to do something? This is massive. Just put lights all around this and ribbons and a pony circling it to draw your attention to it. How many times do you want to ask your child to do something? Do you want them to respond on the first, third, or when you get angry and raise your voice time? So here is the process. This is awesome. Number one, make a clear request with eye contact. Jack, I need you to come over now. Jack doesn't come. Number two, follow through. Walk over, literally walk over. Don't yell at them. Don't say, look at me again, Jack. Walk over, get on their level, in their proximity, in their zone. Hey, Jack, when I asked you to come over, I need you to do that straight away. So be smart about reasonable requests. And also, it's great to have a warning. Tea is in a minute. So, you know, a great way to back this up is go, hey, Jack. Tears in a minute, and then in a minute, you say, Hey, Jack, please come now. And that's great. It's great to have a warning. Okay, the next one is give the child an option. Hey, buddy, and big ups to Danny Silk for this. This has changed our lives. Hey, buddy, do you want to come and do the dishes now or in a minute? This makes it about when they will do the dishes, not if they will do the dishes. Hey, do you want to run to bed or do you want to hop to bed? 
Honestly, this is this is like get the pony circling this with the ribbons. This is amazing as well. Next one is getting their brain activated. If you do all the thinking for the kids, then they will only be great at following orders. What you want is for your children to be able to assess a situation and then make a wise decision. Ask them to think of the outcomes. Hey, if you do this, what good thing could happen? What bad thing could happen? If you don't do this, what good thing or bad thing could happen? So, what do you think you should do? Now, four options is quite a lot. It's probably better for the older kids. So, it's great just to be able to put a pause with some of the younger kids. Like, hey, what good thing's going to happen if you do this? Or possibly what bad thing's going to happen? And give them a chance to think about it. The next thing, affirming who they are and who they can be. Speak out how you want your child to be. Hey, Gertrude, you're an amazing tidier. You're excellent at looking after your siblings. You're a great listener. You're really wise. Your voice in their lives creates their identity and will become one of the options they consider when making a choice. If they counter with, no, I'm not, go back with, I think you will be. Now, again, with affirming words like this, it might feel false, but speaking out who someone should be is a really powerful way of bringing the best out in people. Next point, write up the standards. If everyone knows the rules and the rewards and the consequences, it's much easier to comply and aim for them. However, if they're like under the age of five and can't read, you're going to have to read them out. Okay, so we would write up a visual chart for all the tasks that need to be done before school. Then instead of following up on individual tasks, we would just say, all right, what's next on the list? This is much easier and trains the kids to think for themselves, what's next on the list? And so we would actually do pictures of um, the thing, you know, like a bag being packed or the bed being made. If you want this uh, chart, then feel free to email me and I'll try and find it, I'll try and dig it out, I'll try and dig it out every couple of years and I'll send it through to you. Next, reward charts. A sticker chart or a jar that you put a button in each time that someone takes a positive action is a great way to train behavior. When the jar or chart is full, think of a great reward you can give them. A hot drink, date with mum, a special movie, something cool like that. Now, 10 ways to administer consequences well. Number one, again, agree on discipline and being on the same page with mum. This, this way they will know that they will have the same standards and consequences. Imagine living in a country and having different sets of rules and possible punishments that you could have depending on how things would go. It would be so confusing. Driving on the left side of the road one week, then the right side the next week. It would be crazy. The next one, get the full picture and don't jump to conclusions. There are two sides to every story. If there are two children involved, make sure you get both sides of the story before making a judgment call. Situations are not always what they seem. I recently asked three five-year-olds for their story about an incident that I had seen happen, and they all got it wrong. And some of their versions of what happened was just completely off the wall. So try and get everyone's point of view. It's easy to get angry and jump to a conclusion. Just try and take a deep breath and go, I need to hear the whole story. Next way, next great way to administer consequences well, wins and lessons. Failure is an opportunity to learn. When the child misses the mark and fails, it's a case of wins and lessons. You've got a golden light shining on an action or a character trait that you as a parent can now see clearly and help steer this to being positive. Another great way to administer consequences well is to be soft and strong. 
when you're disciplining your kids, think about how much you love them, what their potential is, what you're training them for, and this will take the edge off any strong emotions that you may have. Be strong in sticking with the outcome that you've decided on and follow through knowing that they will be much better off for the lesson. Give them a hug at the end and tell them how much you love them. There's a really great thing uh, that I've heard in leadership that says before you go into a discipline process um, in terms of actual consequences, think of what are they really good at. And I just love that. So a great thing to do with your kids. The next one, the power of a long in-depth talk, i.e. the long, slow, painful heart connection talk. Sitting down with your child and having a conversation that gets into the nitty-gritty of the issue, that's nitty-gritty of the issue, can be a very painful experience for your child and worse than taking away a benefit. It's painful because you're digging into the why, right into the middle of their little souls. This could take 10 to 20 minutes as you get to the heart of the issue. Now with this, it's important to get them you know, to sit or stand still, not to move around. I often will say, look at my eyes, look at my eyes, and you're going through it and they'll get very distressed about it and you know, it can be you know, a little bit hard for them, but it's important. They need to understand why they're doing this. They need to get down into the why of their actions. Uh, the next one, allowing yourself time. When the kids have let you down, you can be tired and angry and more likely to respond poorly and make a bad decision. Now listen, you don't have to do something on the spot. You can go away and have a think about how to handle this and also have a cooling down period. If the child needs to be separated from the situation, you can send them to their bedroom for a time and then deal with them once you have calmed down. Next one, punishments, consequences, planned in advance. These are great to have up your sleeve for when you're in the moment. Time out, no dessert, bed early, device taken away, no TV tonight, points taken off the chart, write those up, tattoo them on your arm. It's great to have them up your sleeve. Removing benefits is another great thing. Have a list of benefits that you get access to as being a member of the family. This kind of flows on from the one before. If the kids misbehave, then you can remove the right to this benefit. TV, iPad, dessert, later bedtime, uh, playtime, device time. Now, the goal is learning, not pain. Remembering this is important. The purpose of consequences is not revenge because they've annoyed you so much, because they've broken your stuff, because there is like drawing on the wall, because you're tired and they're just wearing you down like you're in the trenches. Okay, you get this, you get the picture. It's learning and teaching and understanding that actions have consequences. And now, the final one, communicating why this has happened. It's very important to ask why questions at the point of consequence. Why are you here in time out? What do you think this has happened? If they can't figure it out, then walk them through the process and also a future solution. What do you think you should do next time? At the moment, we have a two-year-old. She'll go to the stairs. And I'll say, I need you to think about why you are here. I'll come back and she'll say, and I'll say, why are you here? And she'll say, sorry, daddy, love you, daddy. And I'll say, no, no, why are you here? Because I threw poo against the wall or whatever the whatever the reason is. It's great for them to understand it so that it goes through their brain, the neurological pathways are formed, and they understand. And what do you think you should do next time? So that's it. I hope this helps. Create Young Apprentices. It's all about training. Discipline is about making disciples, trainers. So go for it and be the training dad. So parents, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it's just a great other way to be able to look at training your kids. You guys, I know you're going to be doing an amazing job at raising your kids. 
building young apprentices to be able to grow up and to be able to be in charge of their actions. This is the whole goal here. I encourage you to jump on Be Great, check out some more of the material. Please share it around with other parents. I'm getting lots of great feedback about how it's encouraging and helping people out. Uh, Encourage other parents. And um, hey guys, don't just be good, be great.